Hello, hello, welcome, welcome, welcome you, you gorgeous thing. Uh, my name is Pete Morgan, this is The Puppy Podcast. It's a podcast where I talk about uh, the lives of our two dogs. We've got five and a half year old Lincoln and 22 month old, yeah, 22 month old Elvis. Lincoln is a yellow lab. Elvis is a black lab. We do talk about Elvis more because he's the puppy after which the podcast is named. And I share our experiences of having a puppy or a young dog, as he is now, in the house. And also a second dog. And it's the place where you can come uh, as a dog owner, dog lover, prospective puppy owner, new puppy owner. uh, And we can just share our experiences Pleasures, pains, pitfalls, perils, ups, downs, swings, roundabouts, in the hope that we will all become better puppy and dog owners. If you've got a question and you think that the Puppy Podcast family can help, uh, then you can get in touch on the Facebook page, The Puppy Podcast. Uh, We're on Instagram, at The Puppy Podcast, on Twitter, at Puppy Podcast, on email as well, thepuppypodcast at gmail.com. Also, you can listen back to any one of the 75 episodes that we've done so far. Just go to the website, uh, thepuppypodcast.com. If you're joining us for the first time, where on earth have you been? <laughs> Thank you so much. If you found us on iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play or Spotify, please uh, leave us a review and leave us a like. And uh, it w- it really helps to get us noticed easier. So, you know, if you go to iTunes and type in the word puppy, I think we're now in the top three results that you get back. Um, but it just keeps pushing us up. Um, if, you know, so if somebody types in dog as well, which is a keyword on the podcast, again, we kind of get up there, uh, near the top with your help of reviews and, um, ratings as well. However, you're listening to us, uh, whether you're on a walk, whether you're in the car, whether you're at home, welcome along. Uh, and, uh, I hope you're listening with your furry babies as well. Um, let's start with Elvis then. I mean, amazingly, this is, the first podcast, well, in the past three, three episodes, is it? Three, four episodes where there are no health problems with either of them. I am as amazed by that as you are. Um, and, you know, the, he's growing all the time. Uh, he's developed, uh, I think I've mentioned this in the past, this thing now, Um, Because we realised in his dog bed uh, that cushions, big dog cushions, don't work because he just destroys them. He opens them up and then he scatters the the stuffing into some kind of winter wonderland um, tableau across the kitchen. So we've realised blankets are the way forward for him. So there's like four or five blankets in his bed. And when any one of us arrives home, he brings us one of the blankets, sometimes two of the blankets, sometimes all of the blankets. We we, we really don't know uh, from one visit to the next. Um, but yeah, this is this is his new thing and it's very sweet. I don't know where it's come from. It seems to have cut down on him jumping up quite as much, which is good. 
Um, but yeah, both of them are, are, are very well. Lincoln uh, is just chill uh, as he is. Um, you know, just the most laid back dog who really couldn't give a monkey's uh, about anything, which, <laughs> which I, I just find wonderful. Which uh, and it, you know he's getting better all the time. To quote the Beatles song, he is. Just more loving. Um, he is much more friendly. The, the time he's not friendly, the, t- or the time he may come across as not friendly, is when he's on the lead. If he's off the lead and he can get to what Ian wants to get to, then he's fine. But when he can't get to what he what it wants to get to, that's when he starts barking, and that's when he can look aggressive and, and things like that. I mean, and I've said that a couple of times um, before. However, we have made a realisation with Elvis, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later on uh, in the episode. Just time to remind you about uh, Floss and Merlin's online shows on Facebook. Just go to Facebook and search for Floss and Merlin's online shows. The Puppy Podcast has sponsored two categories in the dog show it costs you a pound you can pay by paypal um the only reason you might not want to take part if you are elsewhere in the world is that all the money goes to a british charity uh, but there is no barrier to anyone applying to enter the competition uh, i think they're looking for amateur dog owners rather than you know they're not looking for professionals but um you can get in there so uh yeah the puppy podcast has sponsored two categories funniest photo and double trouble obviously uh we won't be putting our dogs in for either of those but uh, we will be entering Lincoln and Elvis in a couple of other categories as well uh the competition closes on the 17th of November so as of the recording of this, which is the 12th of October, this is 2018, um, you've still got, you've got just over a month uh, to get those in. And Emily, who runs the Facebook group, um, I, I know would be over the moon if, if people were kind of getting involved um, from outside the UK. So that's Floss and Merlin's online shows, uh, and you can check that out on Facebook closes on the 17th of November. Right then, time for dog news. I appreciate the jingle wasn't um, <laughs> quite quite as crisp as it is in normal episodes. I will confess, um, I was working last night. One of the things that I do, one of my is I uh, host events, and I was hosting an awards event until uh, well after midnight. Last night, I, uh, I'm i not hungover, I didn't drink, I, I drove there and home, but it was just an incredibly late night. So that's why it's about 8 o'clock on uh, the Friday morning when I'm recording this. Uh, I've already been up for a couple of hours, so um, I, I will confess to being a little bit weary uh, this week. So 
<laughs> apologies, apologies that my dog news has got a little bit of a ragged edge to it. So, dog news, let's start with that. Uh, let us start in Brooklyn, in New York, where an artist, Phil Gable, and his branded content studio, Porcupine Armadillo, have started putting out tiny statuettes, uh, tiny busts of Donald Trump uh, around um, around Brooklyn uh, with a sign on them saying, pee on me, which, uh, you know, uh, uh, it's difficult because uh, I've always believed in, you know, respecting the office of the president, but I guess Donald Trump is a real target at the moment um so yeah it's there you go so if you're in brooklyn uh, then you can uh, take your dog um who will uh, wee on the head of the president <laughs> there you go um and i, ju- I just wanted to mention that quickly uh, the uh, the first story this week is the rspca has had a go at the council of a uh, city in wales cardiff who are looking at bringing in a public space protection order against dog owners so public space protection orders are something that are used quite a bit in the uk uh, they're generally used to stop um gangs of teenagers not that there's loads of gangs don't believe everything that you hear if you're outside the uk you know it's not like a police state we're not you know kind of on lockdown um but there's various areas where you might get gatherings of uh teenagers and uh these um public space protection orders are brought in to kind of ban them from doing that that if they're found in this area congregating in this area uh they will be moved on really i think he's he's pretty much the uh, the only uh, power that's in there um but they're thinking cardiff are thinking of bringing one in for dogs and keeping them away from marked pitches because a lot of public parks uh in the uk have uh, a couple of football pitches on them um and some of the public parks do even have goalposts up as well um and what the, the Cardiff Council are trying to say is that, listen, dog owners have been walking their dogs on marked football pitches. Their dogs have been messing on those pitches and the owners just aren't picking up. And then what happens is that when a, uh, a, a team at the weekend comes to play on that football pitch, there's just a lot of dog mess around and it's just not particularly nice. Uh, it's not polite. Uh, it's not respectful. So they're thinking of bringing it in. The RSPCA, though, uh, the Royal Society for the Protection of Cruelty to Animals, uh, uh, are saying that this is a little bit troubling as far as they're concerned. So what they're saying is, what the proposal is saying is that on-the-spot fines of up to £100 for dog walkers who let their animals on marked sports pitches. So not even, they, they don't have to mess in that area, they just need to go in that area. So what the RSPCA um, are, are saying is they don't like this idea of banning dogs from marked areas, um, basically because if you take away the marked 
pitches in a lot of public spaces, there really isn't a lot of exercise area left for the dogs because you can't go you can't go on that park in the hope that they just won't go on the marked pitch. You know, it's they it's it's a ridiculous notion to to think that your dog won't act in that way. Uh, and it, what the RSPCA is saying is that, the, you know, there's a small minority of dog owners who are effectively ruining it, ruining it for everybody else, uh, which I would agree with. I, you know, I think um, by and large, when uh, we've been out, if we go to our local park um, or, you know, if we go, if we just take the dogs for a, a, a walk into town, you can see um, that 99% of dog owners are respectful, they are um, thoughtful, they are responsible, but there's always going to be that small element of dog ownership um, where they are a little bit dismissive. In fact, oh my goodness, I can't believe I've not told you about this. This... This is a perfect example of that. So we go to our local park to um, take uh, the boys for a walk. Um, and we went there, uh, I think it was it last weekend. And we just took Lincoln and we did what we call the ice cream walk, uh, which is we walk from where one ice cream van is parked all the way up, uh, which is about a mile or so, to where the other ice cream van is parked. And then when we get to the other ice cream van, they don't just sell ice creams, they sell like cups of tea. So we sit down, we have a cup of tea, and then we walk back. And it's very nice. And where you sit down to have a cup of tea, there's like a little kind of um, marked off area with benches and seats and things. And a lot of the dog owners use that. Okay, this is like a natural stopping off point. And that's what had happened. The weather was nice. So there was about eight maybe eight or ten owners sat around and there was probably about six or seven dogs. Uh, what we always do uh, when we approach those areas, we let Lincoln kind of run in and say hello to everybody. But then um, while we're sat having our cup of tea, we don't let him run about. So we'll, um, we'll put him back on his lead and tie that lead to the, the, the seat where we are. And then, so, you know, he can still kind of wander and sniff, and but his circle is greatly reduced. And generally, he's very good at kind of, okay, fine, I know what's going on now, I'm going to lie down. Um, so we were there, and then there was a couple over to our left, um, uh, an older couple, and they had a little chihuahua who had uh, like, um, uh, like a, a vest thing on. What's the... What's the word that I'm trying to think of? Not a, a vest, a um, uh, like a, uh, yeah, like a, a vest. Let's go with that. Um, this, that's tiredness we're, we're working against me there. So they got this. Uh, this chihuahua's got this vest on, and then and this chihuahua's just wandering about. And then on the next table, there's a family who have got. A couple of dogs, one of whom was a big kind of grey silver dog, a very not just a tall dog, but a very broad dog as well. And I honestly don't know what the breed. I'm, I'm not great with breeds. You know, I know kind of the basic ones. Um, and 
this big dog looked gentle enough, but was off his lead. And the next thing, this big dog attacked this chihuahua. Um, and when, when I say attacked, I didn't mean, I don't mean like he went for him and barked at him or bared his teeth or went to bite him. I mean, he picked this chihuahua up in his mouth and threw them up in the air. And to all intents and purposes, it looked like he was trying to kill the chihuahua. So there was this outcry about this as it happened. Um, the, uh, the owners of the chihuahua got up. They'd brought their, I think it was their grandchildren. The grandchildren were visibly upset at seeing this happen. And the chihuahua was, was fine. Um, because we think that the, the, the larger dog had just grabbed the vest and use that rather than actually bite into the dog's flesh. We think that he just grabbed the vest and used that to kind of throw them up in the air. Um, but the, the first thing that the owners of the Chihuahua said was that dog should be on a lead as in the big silver gray one, which I agree with. If you think, your dog acts like that, you absolutely put them on a lead. We, and you know, in the same way, we know what Elvis can be like. We know that Elvis can be rambunctious and that he will approach dogs in a forthright way. It's, you know, it's never not friendly. It's just quite forthright. And, um, so that's why we have him, on a lead and we have him tied up if we're, you know, sat, I mean, he, 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 he just doesn't run about as freely as, as he would like. But the owners of this big silver gray dog just didn't even, um, you know, the, 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 one of the women from the group, there was about four of them. Uh, she kind of went over and picked up the no apology went over and picked up the chihuahua and just checked it to make sure, you know, there was no bite marks on it and then kind of handed the chihuahua back. But then, and this was the bit that I, I was really amazed at, just sat back down and, again, still didn't put that dog on a lead. They just held its collar. And it's like, I don't understand what your thinking is because what you're doing is is disrespectful. It's rude. It is unthinking. And it, it was really shocking. It was. It was shocking to see. It was clearly upsetting for the children um, who effectively, you know, they, they had come with that chihuahua. Um, but that was an example of unthinking owners and irresponsible owners because if that had have been if Lincoln had gone for that chihuahua the first thing I would have done is check the dog is the chihuahua okay apologize I am so sorry he's never done anything like that before and then Lincoln would have been on the lead and we'd have just gone just leave the area remove yourself from the problem 
So that was the thing that, I don't know, just kind of... So, yeah, this thing in, in Cardiff um, could be a little bit problematic, and I hope it doesn't go through. I understand what the council are trying to do, uh, you know, because it costs them money to clear up pitches, um, and they want to try and make it as available as possible, but I'm not convinced banning everyone is going to uh, going to fill the problem. And uh, finally, in dog news, uh, we've just got to talk uh, about Hulk, the 10-week-old American bulldog. Uh, his owner, John Pennington, went out, uh, and Hulk is crated in the kitchen of his house. Uh, he came back to find out that Hulk had got out of the crate, had got um, onto the crate, and then onto work surfaces, had opened a tin of paint and had effectively um, redecorated the entire kitchen. Um, (laughs) On top of that, as like a coup de gras, uh, he'd also messed on the cooker. (laughs) So, (laughs) So, I mean, and John said... I, I just didn't know where to start cleaning it up. And it is right. If you walked in, it's, a, it's only a small little, kind of almost a galley kitchen. You look at it. You walk it. You think of your kitchen. Think of it covered in paint that isn't the paint you've chosen and on surfaces where paint isn't supposed to be and dog mess on <laughs> on your cooker. Oh, I don't even know what he was doing up there. I don't even know why he did that. So, uh, it's, yeah, I mean, (laughs) but then again, if you're going to name your dog after a big green smashing machine, what do you expect? Um, but it's, that was, uh, if you get the chance. So if you have a look online, uh, you're looking for, uh, um, Hulk. And repainting kitchen or American bulldog uh, is very good. I found it on the Lad Bible website. And thanks very much for them uh, for uh, alerting me to the story. That is this week's dog news. Um, so Elvis, the revelation that we've had. So the revelation is, and I've always talked about walking both of them at the same time and how and how difficult it is. We've, we've kind of come to the realization that w- at the moment it's, it's a bit of a no, no. Um, off the lead, fine, uh, because Elvis just wants to be where Lincoln is and that's good because it keeps them both together. The only problem is, is when Lincoln kind of runs off, um, to play with other dogs, then Elvis runs off as well. Um, on the lead, we can't, one person could walk both of them, I guess. Yeah, you can just about do that. But what we'll sometimes do is both Joe and I will walk the dog. So one of us will take Lincoln, one of us will take Elvis. If you're taking Elvis on his own, he's great. And if one person is walking both of them, he's great. As soon as... Both of us are walking one dog each. That's when it becomes a problem. Because all he wants to do is be by Lincoln. So if he's behind, so if Lincoln goes on ahead, if he's behind, he's just pulling and pulling and pulling. Even with the the canny collar on, um, 
and if he's in front, he keeps stopping and not following on because he wants to wait for Lincoln to catch up. And it does, it makes it incredibly difficult when you're, when you're walking him. So we, we've got to try and work on that a little bit more. And I don't know whether it's a case of, listen, the more we do it, the, the, the more, um, the more he'll grow used to it and realise this is the way of things and we just have to kind of just keep walking. That's all we do. Just be interested in the thing you're sniffing rather than what Lincoln is sniffing. Because that's what it is. I mean, I think there's, you know, a, a love from Elvis to Lincoln. Um, and I think love is a too strong a word for how Lincoln <laughs> feels about Elvis. Um, but... He, you know, there's a love there that he wants to be with him, but he also wants to be first to whatever Lincoln has. So if Lincoln goes to sniff something, Elvis wants to sniff it first. If one of us goes to cuddle Lincoln, Elvis wants to get in there first. And he wants to be, and I think part of it is he understands that Lincoln is the top dog. Um, but what he can't seem to understand is we, we love him as well. And generally, if we're sat down in the evening watching the TV, then one of us will have one dog, one of us will have, have the other. But if So if my wife's cuddling Lincoln, that's where Elvis wants to be. He wants to be cuddled as well. Uh, and if I'm cuddling Lincoln, well, yeah, that's where he wants to be. And that's, you know, and he, he wants to be there as well. He just wants whatever... Lincoln has got and I don't know if if part of that is played into the fact that Lincoln is still intact we've not had Lincoln done yet um and Elvis is is kind of struggling with with the dominance a little bit because this is the thing when we go out what Lincoln couldn't care less where Elvis is couldn't care less whether he was behind in front to the side up above down bit he really couldn't he could not give a tinker's cuss as to where this, you know, the, the, this maniac is. So that's the the, the thing that we are we're, we're going to be uh, we're going to be working on. Um, in the next week, we're going to try them again, uh, try both of them on raw food, uh, and see how that goes, uh, and just see if that helps um, with some of Elvis's energy levels, and hopefully getting back to doggy daycare as well in the next couple of weeks um but yeah (laughs) i will let you know how that goes um if you want to get in touch and please do it, it really is you know share pictures of your dogs and your puppies and those people who came on to the podcast in the early days let us know how your dogs post photos of what your dogs are up to now and how they've grown. You can go to the Facebook page, The Puppy Podcast. We are on Twitter, at Puppy Podcast, on Instagram, at The Puppy Podcast. Or you can always email me and I'll, I'll happily post the photos for you, uh, The Puppy Podcast at gmail.com. Or go to the website, troll through any one of the previous episodes. We are not far away from. Um, uh, kind of the fireworks starting so we're within a month of Guy Fawkes night here in the UK and I know I mean we're entering a time of 
you know, lots of celebrations. So once um, Guy Fawkes Night is out of the way, then obviously we are heading towards Christmas. I know there's going to be Thanksgiving in the US. So there's just lots of opportunities for people to set off fireworks. Uh, Don't forget, if you go back uh, to 2017, we had Christiana on talking about uh, fireworks. And, of course, uh, in the last episode, we had the Dogs Trust on um, just giving some advice as to how you can help your dog with fireworks or gen- with kind of general sudden noises or loud noises as well. So don't check, don't forget to check that out and tell people about it as well um, because it's good to kind of get that information out there and help all dog owners. Um, you can subscribe to the Puppy Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify and all good podcast apps wherever you're getting your podcasts. Thank you so much for listening. This has been a Monkey Pants production and I'll see you and your furry babies next time.